you are the one who sets that bar for success. It's an Asian Santa. It's what's made in Vietnam. <laughs> it's interesting that encouragement takes courage and it gives courage. Hi everyone, I'm your host Christine Trung and welcome back to the second episode of She's By Me podcast series. If you are new here, we introduce an empowered woman perspective for millennial and Gen Z. We deliver high quality visualized podcasts with seven women from diverse background and different generation to reveal their own story and learn from it. And she inspired me, we want you to conquer the world in the better way with good vibe and great mindset. Merry Christmas everyone! I'm super excited today because I get to introduce you to someone who has been such an incredibly inspiring role model to me as a friend, as a mentor, as a mom of two kids, as a women leader from ASCM, an international non-profit organization in supply chain industry. And I know that she's going to be an amazing guest for our episode today. Introducing Sarah Lambry. <laughs> Well, thank you, How Christine. Are you doing today? I'm doing so fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited about this episode, and I love this time of year. Yay! Yeah, I know. Wonderful. That's such a wonderful time of the year when everything's and everyone is super calm, cozy, grateful. That's right. Yeah, the feels, the decors, everything just hit different. It's super rosy, you know. And I think <laughs> it's just a great time for us to feel things deeper to revitalize our relationship and to make a deeper connection with our beloved ones. Absolutely so true. And mm -hmm. I, like you mentioned, I'm a mom of two uh -huh. and now they are in high school. Oh, so yeah? <laughs> it is getting harder and harder to surprise them uh -huh. and to make those memorable moments. But this year, something that we have been really trying to do more of is spontaneous ventures out right. into the area. and. I will tell you a yeah. little secret. So we went to University Park, which yeah. is a part of Dallas, yeah. and there is a gentleman who has put out like over a hundred Santas in his in his so yard, adorable. and it is so amazing to go see that. Wow, one hundred and fifty cent Santa. Yeah, they're blown mold Santas from the 1950s uh -huh. and 60s, and you can drive by and take pictures, mm -hmm. and it was just such a fun experience. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what is the best memorable Christmas you ever had? Okay, well, I have to think about this one. So I would say <laughs> the most memorable Christmas is when I was growing up, my father decided to have one of his friends dress mm -hmm. up as Santa Claus. Yeah. And I remember getting woken up. It was the middle of the night. It was very dark. And it was my brother and my dad. And we crept to the living room to hide behind uh, furniture and watch as Santa and his friend uh, put our presents under the tree. Oh, nice. And I will tell you that even then, I was a little bit suspicious of a Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking questions like, well, where are the reindeer? And why don't I hear the sleigh on the roof? And you know, just those funny things yeah. that, you know, as a kid, you look back and you're like, I was very inquisitive actually. <laughs> and I was asking the right questions. Uh -huh. So um, so that was probably the most memorable moment. Is oh, that's when so cool. I, you know, I look back and I think mm -hmm. of my childhood memories during Christmas and how special right your family tries to make that for you mm -hmm. so, right how old was you when you realized that Santa wasn't real it was probably not too soon after that because okay. I remember yeah. seeing 
<laughs> from the window, the headlights mm-hmm. <laughs> of my, you know, mm-hmm. of someone leaving. I'm like, I know that wasn't really Santa Claus. I see. And then I think that got the wheels turning. So I would say probably around five or six. I already five knew. Five or six. Mm-hmm. Super early. Super for, early. For me, I didn't know that until I turned to fifth graders. Oh, because my parents was like they so so good at faking it. <laughs> so every single Christmas, they would tell me to write a handwriting for the mm-hmm. Santa Claus and put it into the sock. And they told me that Christine, just sleep, go and take a good sleep, and then the next day after that, you will get a gift from Santa. And I did that all the time. And then the the funniest part is they I also received another handwriting letter from Santa oh. on the next morning. So I used growing up, I way trying to investigate who is this Santa. <laughs> Until one time, one day, and then I, I have a dinner with my family, and then my dad told me, Christine, I think the Santa is here. I think she mm. he, he trying to bring some gift for you. I opened the door, yep. and I saw an Asian guy <gasps> with the with the fake Santa costume. Yes, yes. And I was like, Dad, is that real Santa Claus? And my dad was like, Yeah, it's a real Santa Claus. So I was so <laughs> I asked him, Why the the bear the bear, the beard? Um, why the hair and the beard? Yes, is not white. And then my dad was like, It's an Asian Santa. It was made in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that was so, so funny. Great. And after that, I realized that okay, so maybe it's not real. And yeah. um, I growing up just like that, you know, super cute. Mm-hmm. I always expect that day until I got that gift from Santa Claus. Yes. And I think I have a great family. They're trying to give me the best memories Absolutely. With, with Christmas. No, it's so, it's such mm-hmm. it's such a wonderful memory to have. And I think mm-hmm. that is what is most important. Even if uh, you know, because you're yeah. obviously your uh, dad went to all that, like you mm-hmm. know. Um, trying to give that experience to you, right. so I think that's fantastic. And it, you know? It's just amazing when you wish that you have something, mm-hmm. you write down a letter, and it's, it's became true. Yes. Until I realized that, okay, they actually trying to have a conversation with me a few days or a few weeks before the Christmas, mm-hmm. so that they're trying to understand what I want. And then they will prepare it ahead. See, that helped them and you at the yeah, same time. Me at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they even write for me the handwriting letter at that night after I fallen to sleep <laughs> and I didn't know anything. So they just reply my, my, my letter. So I, yeah. it's just a wonderful time. It is. So when I grew up and I think about that, I feel mm-hmm. like it's such a great memories for me yes. because it's create the opportunity for our family to get to connect better and to connect deeper because you know when I was sleeping, my dad and my mom they woke up and they're working on their handwriting letters together. Yeah, to <laughs> to, to to make sure that I have another yeah. handwriting letter from Santa Claus wow. for, the, for the next for the next morning, which yes. is just a great thing. Yes. And mm-hmm. that is the love that they shared with you, even through those simple acts. So coming to the episode today, I believe that Sarah have an inspiring story to share with all of you. However, before coming to the conversation, we would love to have a little game to warm up. All right. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm not sure what question will be asked. All right, the first one. What do you want to be when you were small? So when I was growing up, uh-huh. I told everybody that I wanted to be a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way for a very long time until I got to about junior high, high school, and I realized yeah. it would take 12 years 
to get through that education and right. then I was like, no way. <laughs> I am just not going to be able to do that. So uh-huh. I held on to that dream probably, like I said, until junior uh-huh. high school. Right. It's a long school. time. It's require a lot of passion, exactly. determination, and, and like a huge ambition if you want to do it. Yes. But, wow, it's super yes, cool. Especially to be a doctor. You right. really do have to, to have that drive. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move to the second question. What makes you laugh the most? Well, my kids and my Aww, husband, they so are hilarious. Really? Yes, a, any, a good joke. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you talk about something that was funny in the past, mm-hmm. it just becomes that much more funnier, especially in your family. Right. So there are lines from movies. Maybe love people. And mm-hmm. just experiences that you've had together. And so when they get brought back up and then you, it's contagious when your children laugh as well. So it just makes you want to laugh. The next one. What is your favorite song on Christmas? My favorite song on Christmas Mm -hmm. is probably Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. I love that song and it's, and I grew up with it and I hear it every year and I love Mm -hmm. it. I love love that one too. Wait. You want to take that off? You can take that off. Right. Oh. I don't think there's very much on this one. I might be okay. Let, the other let, one let literally the... had like a mountain right. of sriracha. And we're gonna okay. clink them. We're gonna. You see? You see it? One, two, clink three. You. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. I think this is not a bad idea. If you want something creative, something fun, try this one. You bought the cinnamon roll and then you mix the sriracha with honey and put it on top. <laughs> I, think it's not a good idea. I think it's not a bad idea. I would say put a small amount for just, your friends. Just a small amount. <laughs> if you hate someone, just put a lot on it. All right, let's go with the last question. Wow, this one is deep. Okay. Tell me your inspiring story. That one is very deep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I grew up in a very small Midwest town and I always dreamed of living in a big city, like ever since I was very small Yeah. and traveling. I always wanted mm-hmm. to travel. So I also remember growing up wanting to have a family and that was very important to me. Yeah. So. I started dating in high school, like so many of my friends did, and I um, got engaged actually a year within graduating high school. So I got married very young, Mm -hmm. yes. And then uh, while I was engaged, I moved to Dallas to pursue a certificate in massage therapy. So that's a little known fact about me that I actually am a licensed massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And I thought for a short time that that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, But within the first three months of getting married, I actually got pregnant. And it was fantastic. I was very excited Mm -hmm. and maybe a little scared. But I was very excited because I always wanted to have a family. And that was a really wonderful time uh, from the the perspective of, you know, being a mom, being young Mm -hmm. and getting to grow up with my my children. 
Um, however, something that kind of tragically took place was my marriage ended up falling apart. And oh, that no. was not planned. That oh. was uh, very disappointing and very difficult and happened when the children were, you know, still small. And I became a single mom for a while and I had to kind of reevaluate, right, mm -hmm. my life and, and I had to do it on my own now. And I decided that I would go back to work full time. Yeah. And as soon as I went back to work full time, I quickly realized that I would need to go back to school if I wanted to um, achieve right in my career long term. I would need to put in the work and get the education. Yeah. So I went back to school, and I actually am graduating mm. very soon, right. right from the University of Texas at yeah. Dallas. And I am double majoring in supply chain and yeah. global business. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was, um, you know, I would say anyone who is in that situation or they need encouragement, Yeah. Uh, make sure that you're reaching out to them and encouraging them because there are a lot of barriers and mm -hmm. there are a lot of doors that may close. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they need encouragement from other females in, in their life. So if you know of someone who's maybe facing that challenge and uh, they, they need encouragement. And I, I received a lot of encouragement from my family, my friends, mm -hmm. and that really meant a lot to me during that time and mm -hmm. still does. It still okay. makes a huge difference in my life yeah. to have people that I'm surrounded by that are cheering me on. That's beautiful. And I think that the reason why, Sarah, I want to bring that message to all of you guys today that we want to talk a little bit more about the power of encouragement mm -hmm. because I feel like one of the, the biggest thing that uh, our younger generation has been wrestling with is encouraging someone, especially how to make the right encouragement at the right time mm -hmm. and how to trust somebody to mm -hmm. give them that encouraging message because I feel like, you know, like whenever it's turned to encouraging someone, it's just, it just bring a lot, a lot of advantage to that person. And then uh, just a few days ago, I think I watched a random video on TikTok and the TikToker just go around holding the phone and give all the compliments like oh you look so pretty today you look wonderful you look amazing mm. i love that dress i love your smile and you know what the reaction of the people of the passerby they are so engaged and they super interactive they are happy and i think that video is super impactful to me because due to the rapid like the rapid changes of mm. technology, of development, people just scrambling with their hustle and hustle life. They forgot about these little human being things like this. You know, sometimes it's just a very little human interaction with people mm. that we don't even know. And it's just light up your day or light up somebody's days. And you never know what's happened. But, exactly. so may I ask you, when were, like how long does it take you to overcome that, that difficulties? So and it probably, like, mm -hmm. I think the encouragement helped a lot 
for me to have the ability to bounce back mm -hmm. after the disappointments and, and struggles. And I will say it's so important to think about your own fuel tank, let's say, of emotion. And sometimes it's empty, mm -hmm. right? And you need others to fill it up. Yeah. And it's so important to remember that even when you have an empty fuel tank, mm -hmm. someone else next to you may have an even emptier one. I think that we sometimes compare ourselves to others and think, well, they just have it all together. And I'm sure they don't need anything at all. But that's not true. We all need connection. We all need right. each other. Right. So I think it's important to try to not make so many assumptions. Mm -hmm. And if you do make a mistake, it's uh. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you don't know mm -hmm. the right thing to say. And right. that's okay too. You can mm -hmm. say, I'm not for sure uh, how you're doing today, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm glad to see you and you know if there's anything you want to talk about yeah you know I think it's just opening the door mm. for someone right um, so let's talk a little bit deeper about that mm. I feel like in order to make an insightful encouragement in a deeper levels you know when 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 something really really harsh happened with someone that really make their life totally turning down I feel like it's need a skill set of human being, empathy, trust, compassion. And I feel like trust and compassion is such a huge thing right now for the younger generation. I have some other friends and I know that they are just pieces about everything. It's like, I don't trust anybody, I only trust my friend. Because I believe that as a human, we all have different lens that we look through, mm -hmm. which is based on our different identities, perspective, our own story, our background, our culture. And then in order to really understand someone, we have to take our lens off sometimes and put someone's lens on to see things from their point of view. So that's what I'm concerning too, because if you don't trust that person, if you don't trust that story, how can you make the right encouragement to them whenever they need it? But I totally understand that it's not easy to trust some somebody or to trust the right story, right? Absolutely. Uh huh. And um, but whenever I think about that, I'm still want to give them a hope. Like still want to trust in people. And whenever we stumble, we feel bad, we feel betrayal. But then after that, we learn from how to trust the right person and the right story. And what what do you think about that? I think that's very true. Mm -hmm. It depends on your relationship with that person, how deep your encouragement can really go. That's very true. It's interesting that encouragement takes courage and it gives courage right. to that person. So we don't have to think too far ahead mm -hmm. to give encouragement. Yeah. It's like giving a smile, how right. it comes natural, mm -hmm. right? It's the same thing. Encouragement should be something that we cultivate just like we would gratitude. Right. And, and showing that to others around us so that they know, I think also it, it's a, a humility. Yeah, it's, it shows, it's humanity things too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it shows the importance that they have in your life. Right. And 
I think encouragement is kind of funny about because this time of year, right? It's all about giving, right. giving gifts, giving uh -huh. presents, and this is one of the. I'm, you can do this all year round, mm -hmm. right? This is like the gift that keeps giving because yeah. it is contagious. It's and when contagious. you encourage somebody in your life, they're more likely to encourage those around them. And right. it just keeps going and going. Kind of like you mentioned with yeah. the TikTok, Facebook, you uh -huh. know, or like the video that uh -huh. you mentioned. That's so true. Right. It's so beautiful. It's just it looks their contagious. Whole mm -hmm. the, because I grew up as a very traditional Asian family and we don't really love give each other compliments or encouraging each other. Mm. I remember like whenever, like there's one time I do, I just call my mom. I was like, mom, you look so good in that outfit today. You look so beautiful. And she was like, what happening with you? What's going on with you? Are you crazy? What do you want from me? <laughs> and then whenever I whenever I have another competition that's coming up and I'm trying to I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to like really work hard on that. My family, like, you know, in American people was like, you would do amazing, you would do a great job. Do you know what family talked to me? It was like, oh Christine, do you know what um, I know the B, the C they started really hard and I don't think you can make it. But let's see, let me see how things going with you. But um, go, work hard on that. You know, just something <laughs> like that, but they not really give us like the real encouragement. Yes. But when well, I, encouragement can come in totally different forms. In, yeah, in totally different forms. It's form. not all roses mm -hmm. and unicorns right, and rainbows. Roses. Sometimes uh -huh. it is, you know, accountability. Right. And pointing out those things that we can improve. Mm -hmm. At, alongside yeah. the things that we're doing really well right. in. So I think it's it's funny that you say that because family, they <laughs> hold a special place when it uh -huh. comes to encouragement and they get to see us at every, the good and the bad, right? Yeah. They get to see behind uh, the curtain. Yeah, there, there's one time I joined a bubbly speaking competition and they was like, Christine, I think you should give up because they do so much better than you. You are nothing compared to them. But then when, when the, when I worked in a competition, mm -hmm. I saw them in, in those audience. I saw them like, Christine, I'm here, I'm here for you. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's just so funny to think about that. But anyway, I'm sorry, so let's get back to the story. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up like that. But when I got here to America mm -hmm. at first, I was a little bit confused and unsettled mm -hmm. a little bit. But then when I get used to the culture, then I learn a very beautiful things about how to encourage someone mm -hmm. because we just need that human being things, you know, we need that little human interaction to make yes. people happier. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to talk about, mm -hmm. especially we bring that message up today on Christmas when everyone got the chance to sit down and take a look back to see what went through for the last year. And then, mm -hmm. then we can embrace the gratitude and we Absolutely. share more positive energy to other people. Yes. Yes, I agree with that, especially coming into even today, mm -hmm. I was going through the list of all the things I need to get done. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the viewers have that same, you know, list yeah. going on every day in your head. And sometimes you will not get to cross off everything on that list and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then some days you're going to need more to do because uh, you have, you know, the space and the time yeah. to do it. So I just, I think that it's so important just to know that you are so valuable and your uniqueness should, that should really be the catalyst for you 
to empower, be feel empowered and to empower those around you. All right. So in your opinion, what is the best way that we should do to make the right encouragement or to make an impactful encouraging message to somebody? Well, I think it takes vulnerability for sure. Mm -hmm. And despite the cultural barriers that may be present, I yeah. believe that all humans, right, desire that connection with each other. So we should use um, encouragement as a language and not look at it as something that we hold back mm -hmm. for a special occasion, right? Right. So I think it's something that we should do as a daily practice and that may even mean that you have to start finding that encouragement from within right. first before you can share it with someone else. Mm -hmm. So you need to practice that first. And that comes from from you. your attitude. Yeah, Absolutely. from your energy, from your attitude before you you spread it out to someone else, right? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. So that's why whenever I talk about encouragement, mm -hmm. I always weigh feel a little unsettled when people talk about how they be pieces how they become super sub pieces with everything because if we become like that then you know like do your life going to be horrible because it's become misleading and dangerous when you just not open up with that and when you don't feel brave enough to trust somebody's story and to spread your own energy but I think you're totally right. In order mm -hmm. to make the right encouragement, in order to spread that energy to someone else, at first, you have to make sure that you are in your own peace. You have to make sure that you have your own positive energy. You trust people and then you give people the hope and you have that, that, that kind of encouraging attitude before you want to spread it out with other people. Absolutely. Mm. Yes, it takes a genuine, genuine belief in yourself and that other person yeah. because they are going to know if you're just saying the words. Right. So it's a very important, like you're saying, uh -huh. to really mean and have something behind that so that they can feel mm. that positive energy like you're speaking to. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of funny when we talk about something and there's only two sides of a, a, a problem. Yeah. And then I, I remember I shared the same story with another friend and he is a dentist and, and he has like the clinic office. And I, I shared with him the same story and he told me like, okay, Christine, I think it's right, but in another perspective, there's, mm. there's some people, they take advantage of your empathy. They just yes. have a bad day. They just keep talking about negative things and they ask for help or they ask for free, free things, you know, mm -hmm. like they just take that, they just take advantage of our human being things. So that's the reason why that we want to make sure that we trust the right story, we trust the right person, but also make sure that we don't lose the hope mm -hmm. and we still keep a very positive and encourages, encouraging attitude to yes. others. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yes, you're right. There are those out mm -hmm. there. There are people that we have to put up some sort of protection mm -hmm. and take their words as a, what is it, the grain of salt, with a right. grain of salt. That same 
because you're right not everybody who speaks into your life right. may be the person that you need to trust to be like a gps in your life that's giving you directions mm -hmm. i think that that's a very big part of being able to trust and verify right verify what they have said to make sure it is true and it's not just pretty words it's right. actually very meaningful and it mm -hmm. has some kind of validity to your life mm -hmm. that gives you a better uh, understanding and yeah. a, a better picture of yourself. Yeah. So it's not tearing you down mm -hmm. and it's not trying to control right. you. Yeah, I agree. I totally get that. I feel like worlds are powerful. Mm -hmm. Like look at the way that you went through all the difficulties, all the challenges, and then Thanks to the encouragement that you yes. have from other people and you can make everything up again. You can restart everything and you find your own passion and you be a happy person, like a happier person compared to yourself in the past. I think that's a beautiful message that definitely everyone wanna wanna hear about. Absolutely. And mm. I just wanted to share that one of the most encouraging people in my life mm. was happened to be the very first professor that I had going yeah. back to school. Uh -huh. And she was fantastic because I just was so unsure. I don't know, I might, you know, I'm kind of older and I'm going back yeah. and I'm trying to balance family and school. Can I do this? And you have your two kids. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, she was so fantastic. She told me the truth. She said, it's not going to be easy, but when you put your mind to it, you can accomplish so much and mm. she said just think of all those who have gone before you and right. have been successful mm -hmm. you can also be successful right. and she gave me uh, something very wise words in that you are the one who sets that bar uh -huh. for success no one else can define right. what is going to be success for you and for your life right so what is it that you want to accomplish mm -hmm. and then that's going to be the goal that you should set not something that someone else has told you to do or to be it mm -hmm. really comes down to you and you're going to find that that is going to be the most uh, motivating factor is when you've set that goal for yourself right. to accomplish i think that's beautiful especially people have different timeline mm -hmm. to accomplish things that they want in life yeah as long as we know what we want to do what make our happy what is the best way that we can achieve what we want yeah. and we have a meaningful life. I think that's all matters mm -hmm. in the everyday, right? Absolutely. Um, so let's go back to the Chain Inspire Me question list. So right. I want to ask you, I know that supply chain is such a male-dominant industry. It is. How you define yourself as a women leaders in supply chain industry? Ah, so. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, so I, I know that that is a little old school, but there's a few people, they still think that women leader, we we should be loud and we should be like scrambling. Right. Like, yeah, right. for sure. But we're empathetic, we're resilient. We also oh, are leaders. Absolutely. You know, we don't have to be loud all the time. Absolutely. There's a There are a lot of stereotypes <laughs> yeah. that may come to mind and I'm guilty of those stereotypes as well. I think that we all have the unconscious bias that we yeah. have to be aware of mm -hmm. and uh, work through. So I think it's just important to not let the past dictate the future. Right. And women in supply chain 
may seem like a brand new concept, but that's not true. There have been women in supply chain for a very long time. Right. So we should feel empowered to pick up the torch mm -hmm. and continue what they have started. So it's really, I think, just changing the mindset to having to be uh, alone or paving like a brand new way because yeah. it's it's there you just have to take control and you just have to do it mm -hmm. so so how can i i'm going how, back to how can question. you define you i'm sorry how can you define yourself as a woman leaders at work or in in the industry so i think the best way that you can set yourself apart and define mm -hmm. your leadership is through integrity and when no one else is looking, mm -hmm. doing the right thing. Doing the right things. Yeah, and that means, kind of goes along with the encouragement. Right. No one else, except for that person that you're encouraging, mm -hmm. may ever know Right. that you encouraged or that, but that doesn't matter because yeah. the whole purpose of encouragement is not what you can get from it, but what you're giving to someone else. I agree. So. Especially when we become women in, when we become women leaders, we need to make sure that we inspire them and they feel encouraging when they're doing it. They feel positive, they feel fun, they feel happy, they feel like they are being seen when they're doing the work for us. Yes, and, and we're gonna put our own twist and uniqueness. I feel like sometimes <laughs> people wanna work with us because we are making them feel like they are seen, they are hurt and they make them feel that they can learn things from us too because we are a little bit unique more than men. I, mm. I, I know how to say about it, but like the I try not to, you know, I think we don't have to compare ourselves to men and they don't need to compare themselves to us. Yeah, I think I'll They're, cut this part out of the video, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. They are very different though. I think we both share our own strengths and weaknesses, just, you know, and I think Maybe the best part mm -hmm. of women in supply chain is adding that diversity mm -hmm. because when you can partner together, it really, you become stronger. You become right. a stronger supply chain. You become mm -hmm. a stronger business. You become a stronger world. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, if we all come together and we yeah. overcome those differences, that's kind of, right. you know, what we need to strive for. So. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. I think that that's mm -hmm. a good point of view to talk about. We bring the diversity and we bring out our perspective to the table. So if you get back when you were 20s, what kind of advice that you want to give to our She by Me audience today? So what I would give advice to myself in my 20s would be to keep going and don't compare yourself to those around you. It's so easy to look around um, and, and think that someone that you're friends with, that they're just doing so much uh, more than you, or you don't think that you can succeed. If you, you know, want to do something, go for it. Don't, don't put yourself down, build yourself up. Find those around you that will support you and help you get to where you wanna be. So I think that would be my best advice for someone in their 20s mm -hmm. and to my own self, would just make sure that you're finding people that will be encouraging and positive in your life, that mm -hmm. will help you succeed. That's a beautiful message. Just going back over everything we've discussed today, there are so 
many young women out there that mm -hmm. need your encouragement. And, and they really, you know, I think there's a lot of really positive uh, momentum that's been, been gained in the STEM and in engineering, technology. I think that for us in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever age you are, that the challenge is really to think about the next generation and make sure that you're making an impact somehow, connecting with students uh -huh. and anyone that is in your life that's a young person to really encourage them also mm -hmm. to reach for their goals as well. That's beautiful. I feel like in the end of the day, not only get a good career, not only have a happy life, but also mm -hmm. make sure that you, we make a positive impact for someone else. And I think as a girl, that's such a beautiful thing that we need to take care of because whenever we spread out that energy, it's mean that we, whenever we, we give out something, it's mean that we get back something. We receive that. And yeah, I think, I think, I think that's such a beautiful message for our audience, millennial and Gen Z, especially in this, in this special day, the mm -hmm. Christmas, in the end of the year, when we embrace our gratitude, our empathy, we sit down, we take a look on what we went through yeah. last year. So ladies, make sure that you take note and do some self-reflection during mm. this time to know exactly what you want to do next year and working on that. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe our episode, our YouTube channel, our fan page, and we're looking forward to see you on next episode. We're super excited today to introduce you this first mentor dice from Shein Spice Me. This is the little cute templates that we just got. It's come with two colors, pink and white, and black and white. So the link for purchasing will be down below. Let me know if you have any questions or if you're interested in buying this. Thank you so much for watching us today and looking forward to see you next time. Bye.